Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. So this morning, um, we, I have the privilege of uh, starting us off on a new series that we are looking at here at Freedom Church called Overwhelmed. Um, and this uh, series is really uh, giving us the opportunity to look at some of those uh, subjects that perhaps overwhelm us, those things that, that we feel as human beings that we, we just don't know, we just don't maybe have the answers for, or we don't know how to respond to. Um, and, and so... But we need to sort of find a godly perspective and a a godly uh, sort of way through. And as I think about the things that have overwhelmed me in my life, they're often the things that I can't fix, I can't rescue, and and I just sort of think, humanly speaking, I don't know what I can do or how I can contribute to this. And so uh, we really need God, don't we, in and through those situations and circumstances. And we need to think, as Christians, what's our godly uh, response to? To these things as well. And so this morning, um, it's my privilege to, uh, to speak about uh, grief, grief and loss, handling grief and loss. Uh, we wanted to, to tackle some of these more difficult subjects as part of our series this year or our theme this year, which is We Do Real. Uh, we, we cannot forget that we're all human beings living with very human feelings and responses and reactions, and these things happen to us. And we need to be equipped, don't we, to uh, as well as to acknowledge and recognise that this is a very real part of life. Um, and so loss and grief are very real parts of life that um, we wanted to tackle as a church community together. And can I just reassure you that as, as somebody that's here today as part of Freedom Church, I want you to feel safe in this space. So this is a safe space, okay? Um, there's no one going to judge you. There's no one going to... Um, There's no one going to sort of look on you differently, perhaps because you have gone through some stuff and you perhaps are questioning where God is in it and things like that. This is a safe space for us all to be community together and actually uh, walking this journey of life together. And that's why we wanted to to tackle some of these issues this morning. So this isn't the easiest of issues and I can only speak to you from my experience of grief and loss uh, and that's what I'm going to do. But um, also rather rather helpfully and handily, Daphne, who's part of our uh, pastoral team, our pastoral core team here, went on a really brilliant course a few, a couple of months ago around caring for the bereaved and handling grief and loss. So, uh, so I've sort of structured some of what I'm, I'm saying around what she learned as part of that course. Uh, it's a Christian sort of course that she went on down at Central Hall, which has been really helpful actually for me as I'm sort of thinking about my response as well to grief. So So we're going to talk about that this morning. So I wonder, first of all, before we start, if we can have the next slide up, um, if you have experienced any of these losses in your life, uh, one or two or three or four or five or six, yeah? Can Can everyone identify with something on the screen there? I think what's interesting about that is that it's, it's good to recognise that we have all experienced loss. We all go through loss and we all therefore will experience a level of grief perhaps as a result of some of these losses that we go through in life. Loss is very much part of life and, um, and so... 
Uh, that's just really to, to help you to connect in, perhaps, with this. If you feel like you haven't experienced huge amounts of grief or loss in your life, I don't know where you're at. But just to say that we all experience loss, and it's okay to go through a process of recovering from those losses. So my experience of loss, and I'm going to be really honest with you this morning as well, um, my experience of loss, um, my sort of loss headlines, if you like, so far through life, uh, my grief headlines, are uh, going through a miscarriage, uh, losing my mum, losing my job, uh, my dad now has dementia, and losing my dog suddenly. Now, you may laugh at the dog one, but that's tough, losing a pet, let me tell you. Um, and we, yeah, we lost him a year ago. So those are my loss headlines. Now, I'm putting them out there because, uh, not because I want you to feel sorry for me, not because I want you to think, oh, poor Joe. because this is life. This is the reality of life, and we all go through these things. My experience of grief will be very different from your experience of grief. For me, so far, it's been something unpredictable, unwelcome, uh, overwhelming at times, and all-consuming. For me, I now find that grief overwhelms me less, uh, but if it does, there's usually a specific trigger, and it's often something I'm not expecting. Sometimes if I'm with my dad and I'm sort of realising the extent of, of how things are progressing with him and I come away from being with him, that's when the grief hits me. That's when that sense of loss hits me. Um, but uh, I think it's just worth noting that it's, it changes all the time and it can be very different. When I first lost my mum, that raw emotion connected with grief was very much there all the time. Um, and I... Uh, I was scared at times, perhaps, to let that grief show, to let it out, because I was worried that I might not be able to stop crying. Um, I, I had work to go to, I had a family to look after, um, along with that amazing facade that we like to put on of coping to maintain. Um, and I, I didn't sometimes want to face the grief that I was feeling, that loss that I was feeling. Um, but I did feel that people must be able to see it because it felt so all-consuming. I felt like it must be written across my forehead. I've lost my mum because it was the biggest thing in my life at the moment. So my ongoing experience of grief, and yours might be different to this, is that it basically surprises me and hits me when I'm least expecting it. So let's look at what is grief. What is grief? So grief is the emotional response to loss, the complex amalgam of painful effects, including sadness, anger, helplessness, guilt, and despair. And mourning refers to the psychological mourning processes that occur in bereavement, the process by which the bereaved gradually undoes the bond that's tied them to the deceased or to what's lost, uh, to be eventually free to move on. So the first thing to say is that grief is very normal. It doesn't matter what the loss is either. So I think sometimes um, we, we feel like our loss is not as great as someone else's loss and therefore we shouldn't be feeling the way we're feeling about it. But it's not a comparison thing. It's not a competition. If you are experiencing grief, it's worth recognising it and allowing it to happen. I think... Um, we, we, it's about being honest and being real, isn't it? Mourning is very much a process that we go through, but it's not a linear process necessarily. It doesn't necessarily follow a specific 
pattern, but it's the process that we will eventually become freer of the bond that has tied us to the past or to the deceased or to that loss that we've experienced. Um, and, and through that, we will very naturally experience the emotions of anger, fear, sadness, helplessness, guilt and despair. When I was a chaplain at um, a secondary school, we used to run grief and loss groups. And we used, to, we used the model of looking at grief as a whirlpool, uh, that actually it's the whirlpool of grief, that you, you, you know, you've gone through this loss and the emotions are just like a whirlpool and they can pull you in at any moment and then spit you back out again and you're, you're back in the green pastures for a bit. But it, it can be a real um, sort of unpredictable time of life when we're going through. And I think if we look at it as stages, then we might be doing ourselves a bit of a disservice as well. I don't know. But if we look at it as a linear process that we're going through, then if, we're not, if we think we've got to there and then we find ourselves back there again, we might find that really difficult to deal with. So, um, but who knows? Having experienced the loss of my mum and a pregnancy uh, at first hand, I would also say that I don't believe that death and loss are God's plan for us. I think death is actually very much the enemy. Um, seeing my dad having to cope after 50 years of being with my mum, um, there's no way that this is God's design. And losing a baby on Christmas Day, when we should be celebrating the birth of another baby, there's no way this is God's design. And Jesus felt the same way. If we look at the, um, uh, the story in John 11, where Lazarus has died, I'm just going to read a few verses from John 11, starting at verse 30. So Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed that she was going to Lazarus's grave to weep. So they followed her there. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, her a deep anger welled up within him, and he was deeply troubled. Jesus was not, um, did not want death to be the final word, did he? Which is why we know that later on we see him dying and being resurrected. Death was not the final. Death was not the end. And Jesus, who is here on earth to bring life and new life and to turn things around and upside down, was really troubled by the fact that those closest to him were going through this mourning and this weeping and feeling so upset and sad about the loss of a loved one. He knew that this was not God's design. Grief and loss are not God's plan. So what is our way through grief then? How do we get through grief? <clears throat> Jesus experienced grief. My father, why have you forsaken me? He was going through a huge loss at that moment on the cross. What we've read here in John 11, he was experiencing some of that grief and loss. Those close to him experience grief. It's a very real part of life, but it's also a very different experience for each of us. Grief is healthy. It's a healthy emotion and constructive emotion if it's expressed. But it's unconstructive if we don't express it and if we actually wall it in. 
So if we're feeling those feelings that were up on the, the screen earlier, the anger, the sadness, the despair, the, the uh, disappointment, if we're feeling that but we, we wall it in and we just wall ourselves in, then it's going to go deep and it will not um, be a constructive uh, process for us. So I wonder what stops us from expressing our grief. C.S. Lewis said this, No one ever told me that grief felt so like fear. I know that I've been fearful of expressing my grief at times, fearful that I wouldn't stop crying, uh, fearful that I would appear vulnerable, that others would think I was weak, uh, fearful that um, I, it would just be too painful to engage in these thoughts, to remember, to, you know, to all of that, it was too painful. Fearful that my eyes would stay puffy forever. Ladies, you know that feeling, don't you? It's not great. But it's just that, that fear that can, can just sort of well up in us as we just don't want to have to face the sadness. Where after my mum died, I, didn't, I couldn't look at pictures of her. And if, if something popped up on Facebook, it would just throw me right back. It'd be like a dagger in the heart. It's, it's incredible. Now it's fine. Well, after she died, I, got a, I was given um, one of her handbags and... Um, I inherited it. Well, <laughs> she didn't have a lot. No, she did. But um, I got this handbag. And for ages, I couldn't actually use the handbag. It took me about a year after she died to be able to actually use the handbag. All these weird things that you just end up going through that you've got no idea. Um, it, at times, it's easier to bury the feelings than to actually face them and to go through them. But that b- makes the whole process unconstructive and unhelpful. Grief is a process. (laughs) Um, If we allow ourselves to feel those feelings and go through it, the great news is we will begin to heal. It won't take time. It, uh, It will take time. It won't always be easy. But it won't always be the first thought in the morning and the last thing we think about at night. But we need the courage, don't we, to allow ourselves someone sometimes to go through and on that journey. And we really need people around us to help us, people that are prepared to walk alongside us, uh, people that are prepared to see us emotionally wrecked, and people that are prepared to listen. So I wonder how, um, how do you see grief? And if you've experienced grief, how has it felt? How have you seen it, um, it as you've experienced it? Has it been um, a clear but scary pathway? The next slide, that's it. Has it been a difficult and lonely journey? Has it just been a bit of a mess? <laughs> and uh, has it been confusion? We just don't know quite which way we're pointing and quite how to uh, sort of recenter ourselves and pick ourselves up and go again. It's going to be different for each one of us. It's going to be different. Um, but however you see it, however you've experienced it, and I'm going to keep on saying this, it's a journey. It's a process that you will begin to find healing in and hope in if you allow yourself to go through it and, uh, and take the courage. I think um, this is a really good way, a really helpful way of, of looking at grief um, and recovery. 
I certainly identify with this uh, in my experience. So, so when that loss initially happens, you've got uh, grief here, uh, a life that is totally consumed by grief. Do you know, when that, when that initially happens, when you're initially going through that loss, whatever it is, whether it is a, a death of a loved one, whether it's a loss of a job, whether it's a marriage breakdown, whether it, or a relationship breakdown, whether it's a miscarriage or an abortion or whatever it is, that loss can be all-consuming at that moment in time when that's just happened. And what happens is, <clears throat> as we um, go through life, Grief will never entirely disappear. It doesn't. It is always, always there. And I'm sure if you have lost, you know that only too well. But what happens is, over time, it becomes smaller and it becomes a more manageable part of life. Do you remember I said that I really felt people must have been able to... People must have thought I'd got, you know, I've lost my mum written across my face. I really felt like that was written across my face when it all first happened because it's the only thing I could think about. It was the only thing I could feel was this loss. But over time, the grief, uh, life kind of starts to grow around the grief as you start to recover. And then, um, as we see in the third illustration there, even though the grief is still there, and we mustn't, mustn't, mustn't ever think the grief will go away completely, because it doesn't. But even though the grief is still there, a new life expands around it, one that is able to grow around the grief. And how we get to that is that we kind of have to go through a transitionary time. Um, There's a a, a definition of this transition in a book by William Bridges, who wrote Transitions, Making Sense of Life's Changes. So transition, this is the psychological process of disengagement from the old situation, going through the nowhere land, the nowhere zone, between the old and the new and then identifying and embracing the new. So as we go through grief, as we go on this grief journey, there's there's a process involved, but we will come out the other side. There is the redrawing of a future with God. There is hope, there is future. But when you're in this nowhere zone, it can feel very, very much like you just don't know. Mum died in September 2015, and I can remember so clearly finding December the 31st, 2015, a really difficult day. I didn't want to leave that year behind, the year that had taken Mum from us. It felt really wrong that we were all moving into 2016 as a family without my mum. And, um, and it was such a strange sensation. I hadn't expected to feel like that at all. Um, it really surprised me. But it was a real struggle to kind of like go to, to, to um, cope with the fact and deal with the fact of that loss and, and think about moving forward into the new future. But I realise now, and and actually even just preparing for today, has helped me to realise that this was part of the process for me of being in that nowhere zone, being in that nowhere land, between the old and the new. But at the time, it just felt awful, and, uh, and I thought I'd never feel any different. I couldn't imagine that I'd ever want to go into, you know, I, I wanted life to keep going without mum. I couldn't imagine that that would be okay. 
But the, the painful truth is that we can't just go from here, from the old, and reimagine the new in kind of one happy step like this. It doesn't work like that, unfortunately. The painful truth is that we have to walk through that valley, don't we? As uh, the psalmist talks about, we have to walk through the valley in order to come out the other side. And do you know what? In that valley and in that nowhere zone, this isn't the happiest of, of thoughts, but there will be dark and hopeless times um, as we go through this. But if we know that it's okay and that that's normal and that it's not the end of the story, I think that will help when you're in the middle of that nowhere zone. It's okay. It's not the end. It's a process. We will come out the other side. When we're in this nowhere zone, somewhere in between the old and the new, they say it's a good idea not to make any big decisions for at least a year. So when our dog died last May, suddenly, after a very short illness, about a month later, we went out and bought another one. Now, (laughs) I'm realising now that perhaps that wasn't the best plan. We do love him. He's very different to the old dog. But, you know, actually, we need to give us... The the point is, we need to give ourselves time. Time to process. Time to reimagine the new future. And this process... This transitioning and this process that we go on in grief, which will be different for you as it is for me, uh, it's not just about death. It's about any significant loss, I think, that we find ourselves going through. You will have identified a a few of those losses on the screen that we had up earlier. And perhaps for you, you need to to allow yourself some time. You're in that nowhere zone. And perhaps, actually, what you need to be doing right now is allowing yourself the time to uh, recover and to process some of the anger and the disappointment and the sadness and the loss that you are feeling. Uh, And then through doing that, you will begin to see something very different. So how do we redraw the picture of the future with God? When a death or loss comes, primarily we need time. But we also need friendships. We need the prayers of our friends and family. We need to be able to talk when we want to talk. And then we need to restart, redraw the picture of a future with God. You know, when that, in that moment, you know, where, that, where grief is all-consuming, the, the sort of black blob on the screen there, um, the future can look really confusing, really bleak, really unknown, really frightening, really sad, really hopeless and on and on and on. On Christmas Day 1992, when we left the hospital after losing our first baby, I was overwhelmed with disappointment, and I was angry with God. The future looked really different, that disappointment that you feel. We had expectations that 1993, it's a long time ago, isn't it? I don't think it was me, actually. I think it might have been someone else. I'm not that old. But we had expectations that 1993, you know, we would be starting, you know, our family would be beginning, blah, blah, all the rest of it. And in a, in a day, all of that went. When we came out of hospital, I couldn't imagine how I'd redraw that picture of the future. I couldn't imagine in that moment, in those days and weeks following the miscarriage, what the future would look like. But eventually we could, and eventually it was good. The sadness was still there, 
But there was a new future and a new hope that was given to us by God. And it was good because God was there alongside us. He was with us and he was comforting us. He was reassuring us. He stood me back on my feet and he pointed me in a new direction uh, and a direction that I wasn't expecting to go in. But it was good. We can't rush through this process though. And again, we need to give ourselves time. Time to grieve, time to talk, time to heal and time to hear God's still, small voice. I don't know about you, but I don't often, I think I've once or twice heard God's audible voice speak to me, Uh, but I don't often hear his audible voice. What I more likely hear is when I take the time to stop, or when I take the time to go for a walk somewhere beautiful, or whatever it is that, you know, um, wherever it is I really feel like I connect with God, that's when God speaks to me, in the stillness, in the quiet, when my head is in, a, in that place of being able to hear his still, small voice. Perhaps that's something that we need to be doing more of in our recovery to help us recover and to heal from, um, from our losses that we experience. David writes uh, in the Psalms of his experience of grief, In Psalm 31, he writes this, Have mercy on me, Lord, for I am in distress. Tears blur my eyes. My body and soul are withering away. I am dying from grief. My years are shortened by sadness. Sin has drained my strength. I am wasting away from within. But I am trusting you, O Lord, saying, You are my God. My future is in your hands. Rescue me from those who hunt me down relentlessly. Praise the Lord, for he has shown me the wonders of his unfailing love. He kept me safe when the city was under attack. In panic, I cried out, I'm cut off from you, Lord. Have you done that in those moments? Have you cried out, God, where are you? I'm cut off from you. I'm not hearing you right now. But you heard my cry for mercy and answered my call for help. Love the Lord, all you godly ones, for the Lord protects those who are loyal to him, but he harshly punishes the arrogant. So be strong and courageous, all you who put hope in the Lord. He encourages us all to be strong and courageous and to put our hope in him. Do you know, faith doesn't shield us from grief. Being a Christian doesn't shield us from grief. If you're not a Christian here, don't be looking on at the Christians thinking they've got it all sorted, life's a peach. It really doesn't shield you from the reality of life. But having a faith enables us to uh, communicate with God. And we know that we have a God who cares deeply for us, a God who is walking alongside us, who is able to comfort us, who is able to restore us as the time is right. And as Christians, sometimes I think we feel like we mustn't show that we are angry or disappointed in God either. But do you know, the psalmist did it. It's very, very, very okay to tell God how you're really feeling about some stuff that's going on. 
And he's got big enough shoulders. And do you know what? He just wants us to be real. He wants to be in relationship with us. He wants us to be talking to him. And he can handle it. So if that's how you're feeling, if you're still in that place of you're dealing with a loss or, and, and you're, you're going through grief and you're just angry and disappointed, talk to God about that. And he will meet you in that place and bring comfort and start to restore you as the time is right. Unexpressed grief is really dangerous. If we bury our grief, that's really tricky. And I'm not going to touch on that today because we don't have time. But just to say, if you think you haven't dealt with some grief from the past, then can I encourage you to to seek out some help with that? Uh, it, de- it depends where you're at as to what you're going to need. But if you if you think this, I'm stuck right now. I'm stuck in this then can I encourage you to talk to somebody? Talk to your connect group leaders. Talk to somebody that you trust. Pray with them. If you think you need counselling, there are places that you could get help and counselling and support. Uh, Down at Central Hall, they have a counselling service for people who have been bereaved or have gone through uh, significant loss as well and are not recovering. We've got some, some... ladies from Fergrove Trust here today who, uh, Fergrove Trust if you aren't aware, they specialise in counselling for people uh, through baby loss, miscarriage uh, a post-abortion um, loss of, uh, you know, sort of difficulties around uh, adoption and fostering and, and all such an amazing service talk to those guys about what they offer, don't stay stuck As God heard David's cry, he hears our cry also. And as a community, of uh, a church community here, we need to be uh, real about this, this stuff that we are going through in life and not burying it, not leaving it at the door, actually, but bringing it into the room, bringing it into the light that God uh, shines into our lives. So what do we do if uh, we are on the outside of grief and we're looking in? So what do we do to support others who are going through a really difficult time? Can we have the next? Thank you. The first thing, allow people to talk about their loss. Don't be afraid to ask them about it, about the person that they've lost. I wasn't good at this before I experienced significant loss in my life. But I've realised now how important it is that people just ask. You don't have to, if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to talk about it. But it's really helpful just um, to have people asking you. If you're worried that you're going to remind the person uh, or you know, make them cry or something like that, believe you me, if, as somebody who's been through a significant loss, when you're going through that, that's the only thing you can think about. There's no way somebody asking me how, you know, how I'm doing or, or asking me about my mum would have triggered me thinking about my mum again. That's all I was thinking about. So you're not going to remind the person, but be, just be courageous, be caring, and just ask, how are you doing? I'm so sorry to hear about th- that loss, that situation that you went through. Try to avoid asking people how they are uh, and then telling them about your experience of the same loss. So try to just ask people and then let them talk. Uh, people don't always want to hear what we went through. If you're invited to, uh, to talk about your experiences, brilliant. But try to avoid just launching into that. 
Be there for people. You don't have to say anything. Allow God to be the comforter through you. Uh, if, you're, um, a, you know, if, if you are a Christian and if you're carrying God's Holy Spirit in your life, then you will be a great comfort to that person that is going through the, uh, the difficult time. You don't have to say anything. But if you pray, pray with them, pray for them. As time moves on, Try not to forget the experience that the person has gone through. Ask them how they're doing. Uh, my, uh, one of my closest friends still says to me, how's your grief? <laughs> Which is quite a direct question, uh, I'll give you. But it's good because actually it, you know, it normalises it. She's, she, for me, she's recognising that it's there. It's very much part of my life still. Uh, and some days I cope better with it than others, even, you know, even now after um, years Carry part of the weight for people. Be prepared to help out practically, uh, particularly if the loss has had a major impact on a person's day-to-day life. They may need help finding the right advice. They may need help um, with things that would have happened quite normally prior to the loss, but actually now um, have, it's thrown them into a bit of a spin and they, and they don't know how to do it. So be prepared to carry part of the weight for a time, not forever, but for a time for the person. Do random acts of kindness, send cards, be thoughtful, be thinking, text people, how are you doing? Uh, Don't shy away from it. I I found that so helpful and I know other people and I'm sure you've had experiences where it's just so nice to know that somebody's thinking of you. You don't necessarily want to go through it all, you don't want to talk about it, but you just know that somebody is, um, is thinking about it. Commit to pray for people through that process. If you're in a connect group and you've got people in your group that are going through a really difficult time, commit as a group to be praying for those people through this difficult time, through this loss. And if the person is in nowhere land, they may just need a friend to make a decision for them for the sake of their well-being and, uh, and to take action. Take them out to a beautiful place. Take them out somewhere where they can um, and just sort of get a different perspective on on how they're feeling. Decision-making can be so hard, can't it, when we're in that sort of whirlpool of, of grief. And the future may seem really bleak for people. But... If you're, if, you're, you know, if you're confident enough, just, just take some action. Make some decisions on their behalf. On the day that we lost the dog, um, uh, and we were waiting for the vet to come round and do what vets have to do in that situation, um, I, I, we were all a little bit like we just didn't know quite what, how to feel or what was going on, and it was horrible. But Joe Topley came round and said, right, come on, we're going out. And we went to Hillier's Garden Centre and bought a tree for the dog, an apple tree to put in the garden. Just a really small, positive thing to do that, that just got me out of that feeling of despair, really, that, quite honestly, was what I was feeling at that moment in time. Helping people to see that there is still beauty, there's still love, there's still life, there's still hope, there's still fun. It's so important to have fun. It's so important to have fun. (laughs) It really is so important to have fun and to laugh. It's so important when we're going through some of these difficult times because it will gradually help people to see that um, there is the possibility of redrawing that new future with God's help and that, that they won't feel this way forever. So sort of we're... 
coming to the end now. Jim's going to come and sing uh, just a song sort of to us, if you like. He's got something, a song to perform. As he does that, I've just got a few um, questions in response to, to what we've been talking about. So maybe you recognise that you're stuck and need to get out of the nowhere land to begin redrawing your future. Maybe you find it hard to help those in grief and you want to get better at it. Maybe you're really angry with God um, or life for what you've had to endure in life. Maybe you just need God's comfort right now. And maybe you need the courage to get unstuck and to move forward. As Jim's singing, just bring whatever it is to God in in the quietness. um, And just allow the words that Jim's singing as well. To, to sort of wash over you. And then if you want prayer, then we've got a prayer team here. So come down to the front and just and, and be prayed for. Don't stay uh, in, in that sort of space this morning um, and let God start to, to or continue to work in you and through you. Thank you, Jim.
So the good news is, if you're feeling overwhelmed, God says to us, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Father God, as we finish our time together this morning, having tackled some some tough stuff, I just pray for those that are perhaps feeling vulnerable, feeling overwhelmed, that you would indeed uh, strengthen and draw close and that you will uphold each and every one of us, as you've promised, with your righteous right hand. Thank you, Lord, for your promises to us. In Jesus' name, amen. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk Thank you for listening.